Amen, amen. The name of Jesus. Amen, amen. It's so good to see each of you. Hope you're having a great week. Well, this is the week. This is one of those weeks. Teachers can't wait till it's over. Amen. Children are very anxious. This is the last week before school's out. This is when all the concerts, if they haven't already been, are going to take place. This is when your child's going to come home and say, Mom, I need 27 cupcakes. I need a gift for all the kids. You know, this is the week. This is the week where teachers are going, if I could just get to Friday. And then you'll be in here next Sunday, all smiles, right? You'll be kind of running a little empty. That's why this morning, I want us to focus upon the joy of the Lord. Now, just think of that song we just finished singing. Now, maybe for some of you, that was a new song. But for many, we have sung that song here at First Baptist many times. Think of His power. The name of Jesus. What it can do. The name of Jesus. Remember, when your name is called with your first, middle, and last, does that mean something? That means you're in trouble. If your mama calls you by your first, middle, and last, you better say what? Yes, ma'am. Right? You know that means business. You know that your name has been called and you probably have to give an accounting of what you have done. Well, this morning we're going to talk about the shepherds. Now, when we read in the Bible early on, when we think of Abraham, we think of David, we think of Moses, all of those men were shepherds. And when we think of those men and their standing, we, we think of them in a higher standing than what shepherds of the day when Jesus was born, because many people looked at the shepherds as outcasts. So take your Bibles and turn to Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. And I want to begin with verse 8. I'll give you a moment to find that. Be on the screen as well. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in tightly, I started to do King James there, uh, wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to people he favors. 
When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And after seeing them, they reported the message they were told about. They were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they have been told. This morning, I want us to think about the shepherds' joy about Jesus Christ. In that day, as I said a moment ago, shepherds made up the lowest class of people of that day. The only other person or group of people that were lower than the shepherds in that day were those that had leprosy. They were in that classification because the people that were shepherds of those days were the outcasts, those that stayed outside per se, and those that that were with others and did not socialize well with large groups. They were just kind of better on their own. And so many times, shepherds were looked at as, here's a good Baptist word, heathens. Those shepherds were looked at as heathens, and, and, and so people didn't associate with them. But here, God was getting ready to send them, these lonely, heathen-type people, a message. Now, think with me today. What age group would you target if you wanted to get a message that, that just spread across America? What age group? And I know someone's saying, what's the message? I know. But, Teenagers, those who knew how to work those phones, okay? I know some of you are still on the flip, so I'm not even going to ask y'all, you know, but, but that know how to, man, shoom. messages can be sent in seconds, reach people all over the world. If you have a friend in Romania right now, you could text them and they'll get it. It's amazing. I want you to think of the message. Here we find that the shepherds, who many people felt like they were horrible, but also the shepherds were very humbly. Hopefully in this coming year, we're taking a group from our church to go to Romania and to minister to the people there. But one of the groups that we'll be ministering to and doing vacation Bible school with is the gypsies. Now, even in Romania, the country where the gypsies live mainly, even the Romanians, if you ask a true Romanian about the gypsies, be prepared what you're going to hear. They don't think highly of them. They don't like them. They wish they were not there. But there are large quantities of gypsies in Romania and also other countries. 
But I'll tell you, the first time that I met them and met the, the gypsies, and we were driving out on a Sunday morning out to one of the villages, and they told us it was going to be a gypsy village. And, you know, you prepare yourself, you think you know what you're going to see, and, you know, you get there, but they were just people on the dirt streets just waiting for us. And let me tell you, they know how to dress, okay? I mean, they have their, some would say, but was it their best? Well, it was the best that they had. And let me tell you, it was, it was loud colors. None of that brown stuff. I mean, yellows, and I mean the bright yellow, and the bright pinks, and, and, and you know, all that. You knew you were somewhere different. You, you knew you were there, and you kind of looked around, and, and you got into church, and the men sat on this side. The ladies sat on that side, and the two did not mix. The children maybe were set over there or maybe over there, but, but they got to singing. Let me tell you, they could sing, couldn't they, Preston? They could sing, and they were worshiping the Lord. But even though some of those people or some other people would say, man, they don't deserve it. They, they are liars. They're cheeks. They're, they, they, these people shouldn't be looked at. Well, this is how the shepherds were. But the message was coming to them. You know, in our world today, there would probably be people who would look at us and say, why do they deserve the presentation of the gospel? Why do they deserve having the opportunity of seeing or hearing about Jesus? Sometimes people will say, well, you know, that that group, why? We need to see today that in our world, everybody deserves the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the message of Jesus is not for one particular group or one particular uh, region. The message of Jesus is for everyone. And we need to see that importance. Jesus, even in his ministry, who did he reach out to? He reached out to sinners. And do you know that they were religious people who were upset about that? But why did Jesus come? And he told them why. To reach those who did not know about his father. Jesus reached out to sinners like Zacchaeus. Man, everybody wasn't excited that Jesus went home with Zacchaeus. Jesus reached out to Levi. Jesus reached out to a prostitute. Jesus reached out to people who were demon-possessed. Think about it. Think of our world today. Think of those who are going through difficulties in life. Think of the drug addict. Think of those that are filled with alcohol this morning that can't even put their minds together and sit up or stand up or in any fashion. Let's not forget the message of Jesus is for them as well. And we need to bring that to them. We don't need to let their social class or what we think their social class is or should be to exclude them from the gospel. The gospel is for them as well. Amen? And here were the shepherds. The shepherds. Many people would say, man, forget them. Don't even, t- don't even take time to spend with the shepherds. But let me tell you, 
when the message came, when the shepherds, as they were out in the fields and as they were keeping, not, keeping watch at night over their flocks, they became attentive when the message of Christ came to them. They were attentive. They, they listened. They, they, they were there. You know, here we are, the 15th of December. As I've already said, and, and that this week is that week before school lets out and all the things. We, we're kind of in our routine. We know where we are in, in the month because we've got to get this done, that done, this done. But, but sometimes because we put ourselves in neutral or we put ourselves in that drive, we think, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And we don't become or we're not as attentive we're not listening. We're more in a routine than listening and being attentive to what's being said. I told this story Wednesday night. How many? Well, me just you've read the Christmas story, right? Okay. A friend of mine called. You know him. A friend of mine called a couple of weeks ago, last week, and and he said. I just heard this preacher tell the Christmas story. I said, okay. And, and I won't mention names this time. And, uh, and I said, okay. He said, but it was different. I've never heard this. Is he right? And I said, well, what did he say? And he said that the wise men, I know for some of you, I'm getting ready to bust a bubble, okay? But hold on. The wise men wasn't there when Jesus was born. And I said, well, you know what? That preacher's right. He said, what? He said, no, those wise men. I said, yeah, and you probably think there's three of them, but we don't know that for sure. Oh, then he really was up. You mean the wise men? I said, no, they came later. What do we do? As I've said this before, what do we do with Christmas? We think, we think, you know, we, we think. We've got Christmas up in our little minds. We've got it in a nice little box. We think of this manger that is germ-free. All the hay has been cleaned. The water has been purified. The cows have all had a milk bath. You know, we're, we're thinking, and we've got a small little group of angels over here tuning up, getting ready to sing Silent Night. And, and, and you know, we've got this picture and, and, and the, you know, all of this and, and the baby's not crying. We got this perfect little picture and the shepherds come and the wise men park their camels and, and, you know, and all this. And everything is beautiful. And do we have snow or not? You know, but some people have snow in their, in their picture. But remember where they were, he was born. But, but you know what I'm saying? We've got this pretty little picture. And we have songs that we sing. But what have we forgotten? To look and to be attentive to the true message of Christmas. The true message of Christmas. What was the message? The angels came down and they told them the good news about Jesus Christ and forgiveness and hope. And, and they, and you know, the shepherds didn't say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
How could this be? They, they just accepted it. When is the last time we have accepted the word of God by faith? But not only did they accept the message, they acted upon it. They got up and they acted on it. They got up and, and you see, in those days, the, many times at night, the shepherds would, would get together and they would put their sheep kind of in a fold in, a, in an area where there was one way to get in and they would put all the sheep in there and, and then one shepherd would lay down at the entrance and basically the sheep couldn't get out unless they walked over the shepherd or the shepherd moved. But when they got the message that Jesus was being born, they said, look, you lay there and watch the sheep. We're going. They acted. They got up. When's the last time God has called you to some action? You know, sometimes I've had people in the community, they said, man, what y'all do with... The pumpkin patch. What y'all do with Upward? What, what's your do with your mommy and me ministry? What, what do you do with, you know, they ask me about the sewing ministry and, 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 and all the different ministries that we have. And they said, Preacher, how do you do that? And I said, well, first of all, I don't. I said, what's happened is that God has spoken to people of this church and they've acted on. Okay, that's what it's about, isn't it? Some churches, what happens is that people hear something or feel something and they go to the pastor, pastor, you need to do this. And I go back to that thing of the pastor and the spinning plates at the circus. He's got what this one going, he's got that one going, he's got that one going. But before he can get around and get all the rest of them going, what's happening? Others are coming down. But when we, at the church, act when God calls. And that's what the shepherds did. They act. They acted on the message and, and they went and they adored what they saw. You see, Christmas is a real story and it became their story when they were able to go there and to see baby Jesus and, and to be part of that. It became their story. And not only did it become their story, that when they left, what did they do? They told people about it. They adored that moment. They were also, as they, as they, uh, they were adored, they, they were attentive, they were in awe, but they accepted and they acted and they did what the Lord was calling them to do. This morning for us, Christmas is a time that we look forward to. But what about the joy of Christmas? In the video this morning, one of the videos of, 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 that talked about joy, there was one with a small child. Well, I say a, a boy. He was in a blue jacket. You might remember him in the video. He was in a blue jacket. And... It just shared that the joy of a child running through a field. Now, some people would say, well, well, that's no big deal. I have a picture on my desk that many people, especially my family, have said, you need to update it. And I said, this picture will never leave my desk. 
It's a picture of Owen when he was much younger. And he had his first little Baha so he could hear. His, his first ones. And he was small, but, but he was walking and he was at, we were at a neighbor's uh, or at a friend's house and the, taking some pictures. And he was running through a field of yellow daisies. And he was by himself, he was running, and he has the biggest smile on his face. Like a three-year-old or four-year-old child just running through a field and the joy that must have been for him. I, I, like I said, that picture just, to me, brings the joy of a child. But what about the joy of the Lord? The joy that Christ brings. You see, Christ made sure that even the lowly shepherds got the message. And there were even others that were sent and got the message. But wouldn't it be a shame this Christmas to go through all that we do and not experience the joy of what Christ can do in your life? It is for everyone. It is for you. That joy of knowing Jesus. The joy of knowing that he is there to help you and to guide you. And the joy of knowing that you will live with him forever. This morning, the message is there. Will you accept it and experience that joy? Let's pray. It's gracious heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word and I... Thank you for this time this morning, and I pray, Lord, that we would allow this season to bring the joy that we need. And, Lord, we thank you in your son's name. Amen.